150 episodes. Who would have thought it? So can I start this personal podcast with a deeply felt thank you to the people of Portobello. Your activities, your interests and your commitment to this community have meant that there has never been a moment when one or more of you hasn't had a story to tell and you've been happy to let me come along with my microphone so you could tell it to the listeners of the Porty podcast. You know, it feels a very long time ago, November the 16th, 2016, the first ever episode of the podcast. I hadn't any strong desire to produce anything like this, but a short time before, the Portobello reporter had arrived in our letterbox. My wife had volunteered for the paper years before, brought it into the living room with a shock, saying, this is going to be the last edition. Of course, we now know it wasn't. It just missed one before enough people got behind the editorial team to keep it going. I mean, thank goodness, it's more than just a newspaper. It's a portobello institution, something that helps glue the community together. But that kind of got me thinking. I spent most of my life producing radio and TV, news and current affairs, mainly for the BBC. I had stopped working for them a while before, their decision rather than mine, and had set up a video production business. But it had meant that I had all the equipment needed to produce an audio podcast or a video one. And I talked with Bob Jefferson of Portobello Online about how we could think about doing this. The thinking was, if the Porto reporter is no more, I wasn't really interested in getting involved, as I never really enjoyed working in newspapers, why don't we jump to a new technology suited to the 21st century? Now, doing a local video show well would take an awful lot of time, many, many, many more hours than an audio one would take. But we hadn't taken a decision one way or the other when events kind of took the decision out of my hands. You see, a lot seemed to be happening in Portobello at that time. In particular, the idea that the community could actually buy the old church in Belfield Street was really gathering pace. There was a meeting due to take place at St Philip's, now Portobello and Joppa Parish Church, so I grabbed my trusty recorder and microphone and off I went. I persuaded Justin Kenrick and a few others to let me interview them. Hey, and the Porty podcast was born. To be frank, I didn't really know if it would work. I found a podcast hosting service that gives three months for free so we could try it out. I had no idea if there would be enough content to make it all worthwhile. So I sat down and started making a list of all the topics that might interest listeners. Some of it was topical and newsy, like Belfield, but much of it focused on what people were doing, everything that makes Portobello such a different place from so many other parts of Edinburgh. Castorfin, Morningside, Stockbridge just don't have the same sense of community that Porty has. Maybe it's something to do with living beside the sea. Maybe it has to do with the fact that even 30 years ago, it wasn't seen as a place that people really wanted to live in. Probably it's got to do with the way local people have come together to change that image, to protect the best of what Porty has to offer. I mean, think of the campaign to save the swimming pool in Turkish baths. Or to stand together to stop projects that would damage the quality of life here. Think of the campaign to stop Viridur. Anyway, when my list got up to 50 possible subjects, I realised there was more than enough to keep me occupied for quite a while. Today, three years later, my updated list still has about 50 possible subjects. And no, I'm not just repeating the same ones over and over again. So, are people listening? The answer to that is very definitely yes. 
and I'm going to give a big thanks to Maureen Child, who has shared my weekly episodes posted on Twitter and Facebook. But they also go to a wider audience through services like Apple Podcasts, you may remember that as iTunes, and Google Podcasts, and several other services as well. And I was surprised to find that there are listeners in the States, Australia, New Zealand, and even one in South Korea. (laughs) Don't ask. It's not that we necessarily get large numbers listening as soon as the podcast goes live, so to speak. But what's taken me back is some of the early episodes are still getting new listeners. And the last time I looked, the most popular of them, about the Edinburgh Tool Library, had been played well over 4,000 times. We have a weekly reach, as it's known in the trade, of about 1,500, which is rather pleasing. Something else that's good to hear is the comment that we're creating something unique for the Portobello archive, if you like. People in the future will be able to listen to the voices of Porty folk and hear stories of what we were doing in the second decade of the 21st century. They'll be able to put that together with what the photographers and videographers are gathering at the same time, and be able to put together a more complete picture of the lives we lead. Oh, and by the way, I need to talk to the library about the best way of making sure that there is an archive of the episodes held somewhere safe. So what would I like to see going forward? Well, at the age of 68 and with health issues that some of you know about, I would quite like it if someone else was interested in following in my footsteps. I can offer training if that would help. And it would be really good to have a small-scale sponsor who was willing or able to take over the funding of the hosting service. I mean, it's not expensive, about £8 a month. I can afford that at the moment. But if something happens to me or I fall under the proverbial number 26, well, that podcast will gradually fade away when the money stops. And that would be a shame. I have created a blog in such a way that I can include the audio, but it's a little time-consuming, and I don't know how long Google will maintain the facilities I'm using. However, that's enough of me rambling on, and I really want to repeat my thanks to the people of Portobello for their sense of community, for their willingness to do things for the community, and their willingness to let me interview them about their endeavours. This has all been great fun, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to the episodes. And I also hope I haven't terrified anyone who's had my microphone pointed at them. So thank you very, very much for taking part and for listening. Please keep letting me know what you're up to so the Porty podcast can continue. This is the last podcast of 2019, so may I take this opportunity to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a good, healthy, prosperous New Year. See you in 2020.